Welcome to Diverse, the podcast of the Society of Women Engineers. SWE supports the advancement of women at all levels in engineering and technology. And one way we do that is through professional development events and online workshops. Visit www.exec.swe.org to learn more about our empowering and engaging three-day event for engineering leaders and executives taking place this June. Or attend one of our three virtual Reignite Your Light workshops designed to help women engineers at every level find happiness, balance, and direction in their careers. To learn more, visit advancedlearning.swe.org. Now let's get to today's diverse episode. Hello and welcome. I'm Margaret O'Mori, Asian Connections Affinity Group Vice Lead of the Society of Women Engineers. Welcome to SWE's Diverse Podcast Series. Please remember to add this podcast to your iTunes and like or follow us on social media. Visit SWE.org for more details. In celebration of Asian American and Pacific Islander, or AAPI, Heritage Month, SWE is highlighting AAPI women engineers in leadership roles. I'm joined today by Jennifer Chen Morikawa and Kalyani Malella, who were both recently elected to SWE director roles. Jennifer is a senior manufacturing project engineer at General Motors. She has served in numerous SWE leadership roles, including president of the Detroit section, society awards and recognition chair, region governor, and WE local advisory board member. Jenny is also an advisor to the Asian Connections AG. Kalyani is the Director of R&D, Robotics, Instruments, and Accessories for Johnson & Johnson. She is a SWE Life member who has held multiple leadership roles, including Section President, Senator, Society Awards and Recognitions Committee Chair, and Society Nominating Committee Member. Kalyani is currently serving as Director on SWE Board and is Board Sponsor for the Asian Connections AG and the Global Women Engineers AG. Jenny and Kalyani, thank you for joining us today and congratulations on your directorships. Thank you, Margaret. It's very exciting. Thank you, Margaret. So to have our listeners learn a little bit more about your backgrounds, we were hoping to learn more about your Asian connections and your cultural backgrounds. Jenny, let's start with you. Sure. So I am a second generation Taiwanese American. I was born and raised in the Detroit, Michigan area. My parents actually immigrated from Taiwan and most of my extended family is still there. I married a fifth generation Japanese American from Hawaii. And I also have extended family from Indonesia and Korea. So you can say that I have a lot of Asian connections in my background. Yeah, wow, your family is really a melting pot. That's really cool. And Kalyani, what about you? What is your Asian connection and cultural background? So Margaret, I was born and raised in India. My parents still live there in India and most of my extended family is in India. After completing my undergrad studies in electronics and communication engineering, I moved to the U.S. to pursue my master's in electrical engineering from University of Minnesota, Twin Cities. I'm married to another Indian who has a lot of his family still back home in India. Thanks for sharing, Kalyani. I think it's great to see such diverse representation in our SWE board of directors this year. So let's talk a little bit more about your SWE careers. How did you both first get involved with SWE and what impact did that play on your careers? Jenny? So I first started out as a collegiate at the University of Michigan in Ann Arbor. 
I had a family friend invite me to go to a SWE meeting. She was a fellow Taiwanese American Foundation camper. And of course, you know, being a freshman, you didn't really want to go alone, didn't really know the area. So I had invited a lot of uh, my friends who I just met in the Women in Science and Engineering program to go with me. From there, after learning about you know what we had available, I became a membership chair for the section. And then those leaders, they like my dedication and everything. They really impressed them, and they had invited me to go to a national conference. From there, it was you know just them having that confidence in me really encouraged me to continue learning, grabbing more, getting more confidence in myself, and. I was able to learn some new skills, and actually, a lot of my co-ops and my internships were obtained because I gained those skills in SWE. Whether it be a more technical program like Microsoft Access, or um, just the development skills with organizing and managing budgets, um, I got my internship at GM because I gained that skill with Microsoft Access, and from there, it was pretty much my whole career. Just going on as a professional, another local person who had worked at uh, was with me at University of Michigan. Went worked at GM, invited me up as a professional as well to join in their leadership, and I gained more information and more more skills with that. And oh, just a lot of great experiences with meeting different people and getting that support. And just led to a lot of different uh, recognitions at work, some opportunities, and some promotions early in my career. I can really re- relate to a lot of your story. I was first involved with SWE in college as an undergrad, and I, I'll never forget my first national conference when you walk into that recruiting fair and just see all of those booths and you know thousands of people there. It's so exciting. And similar to you, I got I got my first internships in industry and my current role at ExxonMobil through the conference. So I think that's such a great, great opportunity. How about you, Kalyani? Can you tell us a little bit about your first involvement with SWE and, and how you got, got to where you are? So I was introduced to SWE as a professional. I did not know about SWE growing up in India. I was very active with IEEE during my undergrad chapter. And in grad school, again, I was not involved in SWE or knew about SWE. And I still remember the first time one of my co-workers reached out to me and said they have an outreach event, which was a signature event for SWE Minnesota section, the Girl Scout Patch Day, and they're looking for an electrical engineer to lead an experiment. And my background is electrical engineering. And I would say that was my first introduction to SWE. I was very active back even in India in community affairs and in abilities to be able to teach and promote STEM. So It was part of my purpose, and I thought, why not? I'll go and volunteer and learn more. I would say SWE overall has given me a lot and continues to give me in not only my ability to grow as an individual, but grow also as a professional. I rem- so the first company I worked at was actually a small company, Margaret. It was a startup, a kind of an environment. And I remember SWE Minnesota section locally was assigning mentors. And I raised my hand because I didn't even know what a mentor was, right? And I would say it gave me my first mentor. It's provided me opportunities to network and built my professional network, which has allowed me, right, whether I was looking for jobs, salary negotiation, kind of my board of directors who helped me as I wanted to bounce off things differently, volunteering through SWE, 
has allowed me to increase and add to my toolkit, whether it was from financial planning, leading finances for my local section, participating in leading strategic planning initiatives, more from a section, but I could, those were all transferable skill sets for my workplace. When I was a section president, it allowed me to lead volunteers, like lead through influence. And I actually used that as examples when I interviewed for my first manager role at Starkey Hearing Technologies. I've continued to partner and present through SWE, so improving my own communication skills and attending, whether it's SWE conferences, the podcast, and now the learning center we have, there's so much to learn. And I think it allows me to really reflect, take skills and experiences from others and try to make it more mine and how I can be effective. So SWE continues to give to me more than I probably give back to SWE. I think that's a really helpful piece of early career advice that both of you shared in these anecdotes. You know, for early career engineers like me, if you are looking to grow leadership skills, SWE can be a great place to do that and and gain some of that communication skill or influencing without authority skills. I think that's a really great piece of advice. And if I may add, Margaret, I would also say SWE creates a safe space, right, to try and yes. learn these skills for all of us. And then I wanted to add, too, it's not just for those early career. I mean, we'll all go through different things, different stages in our life because we make different choices. And SWE has all the different variations of, you know, women who are single, women who are married without kids, women who are married with kids, divorced women, all kinds of different things. And you'll find someone to relate to and to share that information and bounce ideas off of, as Kalyan mentioned, the safe space, but then also the support um, to help you through some of those difficult issues you may have or challenges you never expected to face that your colleagues may not understand. And Jennifer, I think you made a very good point about how SWE supports us in all phases of our life and career, right? I remember when I was transitioning to being a working mother, leveraging SWE resources, this at the conference, we had panel discussions of what it means to be a working mother, working parent, dual careers, and how do you balance out the resources you could use to be more effective in all aspects of life. And when I even moved into being an executive in the industry, so I mean, I'm not an early career, but I had different changes in my professional career path and journey in life. And SWE's always been a constant for me and has resources that allowed me to be more successful. So as you've both continued along your professional careers, both, you know, in your corporate roles, as well as in SWE, what inspired you to pursue leadership leadership positions? Well, for me, it was, at first it was giving back because I felt like SWE had given me so much from just the network, the friends, and those different learning opportunities that propelled me a little bit further in my career. And then truly these leadership positions helped me with growing where I didn't find it at work at first, right? And I wanted, you know, not not having all the confidence and still going, getting over some of those confidence issues. Um, 
like Kalyani said, that safe space for growth. So it did allow me to have growth. And then seeing how much I could get done and seeing my fellow SWE members doing those roles and them also inviting, you know, it gave me an eye-opening experience. Like I could make a really big impact. I could be a good influence. And having that span of influence going up in some of those leadership positions as a society committee chair, as a region governor, that felt really good that things that I can put in kind of leave a little bit of a legacy, at least for a little while. And all that and the inspiration you get from new people coming in, the excitement they give ends up being my passion as well. And it helps energize me, even though I'm an introvert. So (laughs) I think you'll see it in the excitement in my voice sometimes or how fast I talk because it's so exciting to have some of these roles and have that influence over people. And when I reflect on this answer, Margaret, I think there are multiple aspects for me, right? One core thing probably it's part of my core values is being able to give back. And when I say give back, the aspects of SWE that I think has allowed me to do that is through outreach. I was part of the scholarship committee as a judge. I was part of the PDG committee because it was providing grants and reviews for other sections to be able to give back, uh, you know, being part of mentoring, contributing in those aspects, right? So that's probably part of my core value and why I ended up taking roles in those committees or leadership opportunities there. The second aspect I would say is probably just my curiosity. I took on some roles, to be honest, initially when I joined the Awards and Recognition Committee, it was more my curiosity of what does this committee do? What does that mean? I was part of the Strategic Initiative Committee, and it was more of trying to understand, learn how SWE is influencing in that space, but then do my part of being able to bring new ideas or execute to the goals that we had. Right. And the third thing I would say is maybe I was strategic in some of my roles to help with my professional career and growth. So similar to what Jenny mentioned, I had some feedback at work. Right. Maybe there were gaps in my skill set in order for a promotion or gaps in my skill set if I wanted to go to a different role. So I leveraged SWE and using my network of SWE and, you know, Jenny continues to be a mentor of mine through SWE and a good friend to understand, okay, this these are some areas I'm trying to grow in, what roles in SWE would allow me to close those gaps and also being realistic of my time commitment. If I did not have enough time in my life as life evolved for all of us, what aspects of SWE could I volunteer for that I know I'm still able to give back, but, you know, being realistic and not burning myself out. So I think my reasons of why I've continued to be involved in SWE are multitude, if I may say. I think that's really inspiring. And, you know, I can say as an AAPI woman myself, it's so great to see the increasing diversity of SWE's leadership with both of your recent elections as directors. So I'm kind of curious, I think Kalyani, you you touched on it a little bit, but how has SWE evolved with its diversity and inclusion initiatives from the time that you joined to now? It is such a deep question, Margaret. I think we still have work to do. Right. And that is as we as a society overall, we have work to do. That said, I'm proud of how much we is trying to lean in. One, to understand these spaces. Two, internally as we, what can we do to be more 
diverse and inclusive. This goes into the initiatives we have, whether it's the Senate Rights Committee, the affinity groups that are now in place and we are trying to grow and evolve more affinity groups, understanding the needs, changing some of our procedures, like awards committees looking at the criteria we have and the wording in the awards committee, be it scholarship. And when I say being more inclusive, it just doesn't come from the obvious racial or ethnicity-based diversity, right? I mean, even from a collegiate, how does a community college student come into being in SWE and leverage SWE benefits different from maybe a big private school or a public school? So I am proud of the journey that we are on. I don't think the work is done. And I am really excited, especially in this year, to even see our SWE board is very diverse. And I'm really excited for it. I have been part of SWE for now over 10 years, and uh, my reason of being on the SWE board is also to be part of that change and continue to drive that work. I agree. It's such an exciting time to be a part of SWE. I think in particular, the growth of the affinity groups, like you mentioned, in the past few years has been really inspiring. I know I've learned a lot just taking part in our affinity groups initiatives and some of the cross-affinity group initiatives as well over the past year. So Jenny, what are your thoughts on this question? How has SWE evolved with its diversity and inclusion initiatives from the time you joined to now? So it has definitely changed a lot. I would say in my early years, I knew pockets of Asian women throughout my SWE career. The interactions were pretty limited, I would say, uh, from the section, region, and society levels. Uh, I I may have had some blinders on too during this time, uh, maybe because I was a little bit used to it. I grew up in an area where I was definitely the minority, so I may not have noticed it at first. And not until more recently, especially you know, seeing you, Margaret, and your uh, co-lead coming and asking some of these questions is like, this really needs to change and I need to be a part of helping this happen. So I'm really glad, as Kalyani mentioned, that we have come so far and, you know, we still have work to do. And I think a lot of it is access for people to, to have and just even knowing about it. So, you know, we may have had good intentions, not really noticing and needing something, especially for our Asian women. But now I can see that there's there have been probably enough biases and everything that we really need to come together and need to have these spaces with these affinity groups that we've uh, created. And then looking in, as Kalyani mentioned, to the different languages that we use to make it a little bit more inclusive um, and inviting. I know too, right, um, a lot of colleges, a lot of collegiate sections, uh, a lot of ethnic groups are going to, you know, their ethnic group for for um, their leadership develop and everything instead of going to SWE. And then you see it was reflected in our in our board eventually. And so just banding together and having those resources and kind of really seeing and helping to identify in the future, I think will really help us. And I think having all the these people at the table at every level will help us do better, get more ideas and innovation, and really engage people from different backgrounds and different experiences. One thing you mentioned I I really think is important is, is just the representation and the fact that 
someone like me who's earlier in my career, both professionally and with SWE, actually has role models now in the society to look up to and aspire to, you know, seeing both of you reach directorship positions and seeing your long SWE resume of leadership roles, I think is really invaluable. So Jenny and Kalyani, we often hear about the glass ceiling, right, as this barrier that women face seeking leadership positions in the workplace. And then in addition to that, there are several studies that show Asian Americans are the least likely to be promoted to management positions. This barrier is sometimes called the bamboo ceiling. So as AAPI women, we seem to be faced with this double barrier, right, the glass ceiling and the bamboo ceiling in the workplace, and it's not often talked about. So I was curious, what are your experiences with either the glass and bamboo ceilings or both, and how have you overcome them? Jenny, let's start with you. Sure. So I've been at one company, General Motors, my entire career. And for the most part, I know, I believe at least, you know, it's not been intentional of having these experiences of the glass and bamboo ceiling. I think especially in the beginning of my career, I had a lot of different advocates for me, men and women, you know, seeing me do a good job, being active, doing some different things. And so they provided me with different opportunities to learn and grow and, you know, gave me that confidence, right, to, to keep continuing on. I was successful in some of those, but I wasn't in all of them. And then I think along the way, too, I may have put up my own little bamboo or glass um, barriers at the time. And I think it was about, you know, I have some imposter syndrome and it it may have gotten the best of me many a time, um, but it also has to do with a little bit with, you know, some of the priorities that may have been inborn in me or thinking that I need to do because of my culture. So I think there's a combination externally. I don't think it was really there internally, maybe, um, but I'm working on those things on how to get over my own barriers you know, sometimes I did see a little bit, even in SWE, about having some barriers. But I think, you know, talking through these things, being conscious of them, being uncomfortable, having those conversations, getting that feedback and learning how to speak up has really helped with trying to, you know, break through any ceilings or any barriers I put in myself or maybe other people may have put on that I didn't really realize there may have been. Yeah, I definitely think it's it's so easy for these external influences or biases to kind of seep into our own unconscious biases. And, and I can definitely relate to, to some of those things you're sharing. Thank you for that. Kalyani, how about you? So unlike Jenny, I think I've worked in different companies, moved around actually, I would say even different regions. I was in Minnesota, Seattle, and now I'm in Cincinnati. Do I believe there is some level of a glass ceiling or a ceiling? Yes. And I do believe that's more a gender-based at times. Do I believe as whether it's as an AAPI woman or in general, a woman of color, I think things can be worse. And when I say worse, I would say similar to what Jenny said is some of it could be my own things. Right? And what I mean by that is I grew up in an Indian family, very, my mom was very conservative in her approach. So she always said, as women, you don't speak up. Uh, you shouldn't be talking. You should kind of be subdued in some sense. Um, it was very authoritative in nature, 
So I remember when I started my professional career, I was very quiet in meetings, whether it was a team meeting. It was through SWE when I heard about, okay, what is considered effective communication that I knew it was okay to speak up. And some of it is, you know, inherent in how we grew up, but did that, you know, affect my ability to be viewed as an effective engineer? I do think so, it did. Right. So if I did not get an opportunity, probably it was some of it my own doing of how my cultural background, my experiences have come in. I would say that SWE has allowed me, and that's why I think it's also important having diverse SWE representation to have a discussion on and mentoring more that are relevant to some of us in this group and on this call. Right. And actually, smiling because Jenny has helped me with some of that discussion along my journey. I remember when I was going to be a mom calling Jenny and having a discussion I was yet to expect, but it was more like an Asian mom, right? What do I expect? What does that look like? And I did have call other mom friends too, but Jenny is who I went to also, right? So I do believe there is some level, but there are so many unsaid rules everywhere. So I can't pinpoint and say, are those unsaid rules that I face because I'm a woman of color or are there unsaid rules because that's just how corporate America works? I think it is a mix of both. But I also do think how I was brought up or my internal struggles do not help the situation necessarily. Thanks for sharing, Kalyani. I definitely think that that stereotype you mentioned specifically for Asian women being perceived as quiet in the workplace can be a challenge for us to be perceived as leaders, right? And and I, I really liked some of the points that, that you shared about seeking out mentorship and talking to Jenny to get some advice on how to overcome those challenges. So, you know, I think we've talked a little bit about cultural backgrounds and how that can create a bamboo ceiling or a glass ceiling. But I truly believe that our diverse cultural backgrounds can also contribute to some of our greatest strengths as leaders. So I wanted to talk a little bit more about that and see how have your cultural backgrounds helped you as leaders in SWE and at work? Jenny, what are your thoughts? Oh, I for sure think that I, because I am a second generation, I'm able to bridge things a little bit differently. Um, I have, again, I have parents who are immigrated over, their English was not great. So it really helped me to relate to those folks who also, you know, either had family doing the the same thing, right? Other immigrant families, as well as those who immigrated over, because, you know, I had the patience to listen to them, understand what they're saying, and then help even translate for them or, you know, rephrase things for them so that others could understand them and they could work together, um, both in SWE and at work. You know, I've, I think because I grew up learning a second language, even though I'm not fluent whatsoever, um, I've been able to pick up languages in like knowing several different languages, at least a few words. And it helps me build trust, connect with some global team members. And they just really feel more comfortable sharing information with me, even when I don't get to see them face to face. That's great. I think creating that cultural connection, just it shows empathy and care as a leader. And like you said, that helps build trust on teams. That's so valuable. 
Kalyani, what are your thoughts? I think one of the grounded principles I was raised on is you work hard, hardworking. And I think that has served me well in the aspect, whether it was in SRI or at work, and I continue to do that, right? Is any role I take, I'm fully dedicated. I am hardworking. I want to be looked at as somebody dependable and who delivers on results. And building on that, once you deliver on results, then others see you as somebody they can depend on. Others see you as somebody who can take on more because they believe then you will deliver, which has allowed me to probably stretch myself build that trust and relationship. And I think the other key aspect, though I did mention earlier, it was, you know, not always serves in my best interest, but there are times it does, is don't speak up, first listen, right? I think it's allowed me, especially now as I've continued my journey as a people leader, is to truly pause and listen, Listen to what people are saying, whether it's from an individual viewpoint or whether it is project-based, allows me to take the different inputs, assess them, and then figure out as a leader how I want to move forward. I love how you almost flipped the script there, right? And and took this idea, like you said before, where at times you could be perceived as being quiet when really what you're doing is listening to your people, you know, collecting that feedback, analyzing the situation, and then responding. And I think that's an absolutely wonderful characteristic of a leader. So thank you both for sharing, you know, these cultural connections and stories and just raising awareness to, you know, how diverse leadership can look in the workplace. So you know, I'd, I'd like to kind of close out here with just some discussions around advice. So, Jenny, what advice would you give to other leaders, either in SWE or in the workplace, to help foster a more diverse, inclusive environment within their companies and their teams? So one of the big things I think is communication, 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 right? You have to talk to people. You have to learn to listen. As Kalyani mentioned, that was one of her skills. But I, you know, it, it has to be everywhere. Like it's valued so much more now, right? Because even though we got these fast-paced environments, they want everyone to have a seat at the table so we get the best ideas out there. And I think you know, leaders have to do it in a couple different avenues. They have to do it one-on-one. They should do it in small groups. They should do it in larger groups to really find out what is it really that they need? What can help keep them engaged? What roadblocks are they seeing? And can they help unblock them, right? They might not be able to, if you have, if you're asking how to get to the moon and you're not even in the aerospace industry, maybe that's something they can't do, but just at least understanding and create that empathy with them and then, you know, work with them to figure out how, how can they help themselves and how you can, as a leader can help them. I think all of that would really help foster that diversity, bringing that inclusion in so that they're getting the best out of them because they get to be their whole self. Just to build on what Jenny said, I would also say we need to start with self, right? Self-awareness, are you yourself acknowledging your own biases? What are you doing to overcome those and how do you move forward, right? 
my experiences might be different from Jenny's, but it's also important for me to recognize and understand that. And that's true for all of us, right? Even if we come from very similar backgrounds, there might be another person coming from India, very similar backgrounds, maybe family backgrounds are different, right? So we are all different human beings. So how do I individually start and acknowledge that is one of the one things I would say. Second, there are so many resources out there. You're not on this journey alone, right? Whether it is SWE, there are other organizations, there's so much data, there's so many publications. Leverage that to have an influence at work. Because sometimes as an individual, if you bring something, your team might look at it as, why is this person just asking us to look at all this? If it's published data, leverage those resources to help you in these conversations at work, right? And and I completely agree with Jenny. It has to continue to always be a communication or dialogue. It is going to be uncomfortable. And if you're willing to be uncomfortable to make a difference in the long run, thank you for doing that. Thank you both so much. I think that's great advice. And, you know, to close out, we wanted to leave the listeners with one piece of advice from each of you that could help AAPI women engineers who aspire to be future leaders just like you, either in SWE or industry or both. So Jenny, what's your piece of advice? Well, Kalyani gave a lot of it in her previous answer as well for leaders and for individuals, right? But I just want to reinforce, like, really understand your priorities. Uh, what kind of life do you want to live? What impact do you want to have or leave with other people? What do you want people to say about you when you're gone? You know, and then, you know, give when you can, you know, challenge yourself even just a little bit in some part of your life. And then, you know, make sure you get that rest to re-energize. And, you know, that way it'll help you be able to give the best you that this world can see and understand that your plans could change. Um, you know, we've got internal and external influences and, and that's okay. And I think, you know, having that in SWE, uh, having SWE as one of those avenues to help you be okay, I think, you know, utilize SWE as much as you can and as much as you want to. Thanks, Jenny. I think that's great advice, especially with all of the challenges of the last year. Kalyani, any last piece of advice? I would say build your tribe. And you need your tribe to not only believe in you, but also be around to remind you of some things, right? The things that Jenny just shared, she shared that advice with me at few stages of my career. And I can tell you they were life-saving at times. At times I thought, why is Jenny saying this? Okay, she's just being heard. But there were also times I just needed to hear that, right? It is my story. It is my life. And it is not a comparison with anything or anybody. So build your tribe who's going to ground you. I love that. Build your tribe. Well, Jenny and Kalyani, thank you again so much for taking the time to speak with us today. You've really provided some valuable insights for our current and future engineers and leaders. And, you know, as an early career Asian American female engineer myself, it means so much to be able to look to our SWE leadership and see two AAPI women directors who can serve as role models to myself and our broader community and the Asian Connections Affinity Group. Thank you for having me, Margaret. I can't wait to see what SWE and our membership will be next. Thank you, Margaret, for having me. And 
you and others continue to inspire us to do better and have an influence and make it make a difference. That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, thank you both again so much. I'm Margaret Omori from All of Us at Sweet. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Diverse. If you feel inspired to make a positive change in your career, make sure to register for SWE's professional development workshops by visiting www.exec.swe.org and www.advancedlearning.swe.org. Please don't forget to leave us a review on your preferred podcast platform and share this episode with your social network. Thanks for listening.